0: Michael Essien against Arsenal the sweetest of sweetest of sweetest strikes it was sweet as sugar on a jelly baby's face it was it was it was tremendous Tipping Liverpool to stay up this year <laughs> Thanks for explaining how the Premier League works though. Enjoy that now No <laughs> uh... Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Football Times podcast with myself, Radiotimes.com sport editor Michael Potts, and I'm joined in the studio by the the near-ever-present, Mr Jake Wilson of BBC Match of the Day magazine. How are you doing, sir? I'm the Connor Cody of the Football Times podcast now, nearly <laughs> ever-present. <laughs> <laughs> nearly ever-present. Yeah, nearly ever-present. Well, yeah, it doesn't quite work, does it? But oh well. we I'll take it, but you didn't... We'll run with you it. Didn't keep, you didn't call it a virtual studio this week either, Michael. I know. You changed
1: up your intro. I
0: know. As if it's like, still virtual, though. Yeah, just a heads up you know, for all of you <laughs> you police out there. We are staying very much distant. I haven't seen you since March. Um, oh, yeah, let's... Oh, <laughs> ran out of words. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a tough old world, but, um,
1: but yeah, I think not seeing you since March is a, is a sacrifice I'm, I'm okay to make, Michael.
0: Wow. Oh, that, that that cut me deep. Wow. I uh, I was in the office yesterday. <laughs> I went back into the office. Went for a little bit of a, a little bit of a saunter around the office, and um, uh-huh. yeah, it was just me. It was literally just me on the whole floor. But it was very nice. It was it was peaceful. It was a bit post-apocalyptic, but um, apart from that, it was fine. Uh, it was nice to just you know work somewhere that wasn't my bed. Um, moving on. We are going to be rounding up some of the biggest Premier League fixtures on TV. Uh, Obviously, we've had a big old batch of Amazon Prime video games this week, but the fun does not stop there. Uh, We have BT, Sky, a bit of Amazon again this weekend uh, as the Christmas fixtures begin to top up. Um, I mean, there was a big old game last night and we're kind of going to address Liverpool v Spurs in the form of previews of their next games. Um, So we'll start with Liverpool first. They move on from their their fantastic victory over Spurs, really, isn't it? Um, Very important game. Uh, They go into Saturday's game. It's a 12.30 kick-off on BT Sport. It's Crystal Palace versus Liverpool. Um, So yeah, start with Liverpool. Man, they were impressive last night. They put on a bit of a champions a champions display. I think I think we've maybe been a little bit um, not underwhelmed by Liverpool, but just maybe a little bit of the shine not quite there with Van Dijk not being in a couple of injuries. But I think Jordan Henderson pretty much summed it up, just saying that was their their performance of the season so far. Did you did you catch much of it last night?
1: Yeah, I didn't watch it all, but I saw bits and pieces, and um, yeah, it's it's easy to forget that Liverpool are potentially the best team in the world. Yeah. Um, they haven't always shown it this, this year, um, you know, dropping points to, to Brighton and, and teams like that. Um, but they really truly are when they've got their, all the players back there. There's few teams you'd argue better. Um, and, and they are getting a few of these players back now Trent's Trent's back. Um, so I think, It's only going to get better for Liverpool. Um, And that that Tottenham result um, just shows how elite um, their talent is and um, how elite their mentality is Mm. because they do, they really do go to the last
0: whistle, don't they? I was going to say mentality, like, it's just. It's the professionalism throughout that squad is just unbelievable they just they turn up they know what their job is let's say they, they keep fighting scrap until the very last moment even after Tim Sherwood has written them off do you see that Cliff oh my word yes
1: <laughs> Dude, I, was, I was watching it
0: live at that point oh
1: yeah and, oh, Timmy mate <laughs> don't do that don't oh, dig so- that
0: hole for yourself Huge fan of that. I mean, have you ever have you ever seen a more nailed-on goal from a corner ever than after Tim Sherwood said that? If you haven't seen it, please just go and just go and find it. Treat yourself. Um, but yeah, I, I want to particularly shout out. I know, obviously, Firmino going to get a lot of plaudits, and it was great. I loved his celebration. We've seen so many. I haven't really seen many sort of iconic celebrations this season. Obviously, with not many fans to do it in front of, You uh, looked like a bit of an idiot, really. But Firmino running towards the cop after scoring a goal, after having a lot of pressure on his shoulders, I mean, that was so good. That was so good. Because he maybe has been forgotten a little bit with Salah and, and Mane. Um, and, and obviously his form hasn't quite been at, at, at the, the, it's, its best. Uh, but belting towards the cop there, that was a pretty special moment. Um, but but beyond them, I want to just say that midfield is outstanding. Um, again, I, I, we've talked about Henderson. There's uh, there's nothing new to say about Henderson. Just just grinds out and leads that midfield um, superbly. Gets another five ten percent out of all the players around him, pretty much. Um, but but Genie Van what a player! Curtis Jones, what a player! Like it, when you've got your sort of not quite star names. In, in no disrespect to Van but he's probably the sort of one of the unsung heroes of this team. Um, when you're putting in shifts like that, putting the dirty work in like that, just going about his business and, and dominating that midfield like that, world-class, tr- just tremendous.
1: And I think this season, more than ever, the options that they've got um, across the middle are going to be so important. Navigator yes. came on right at the death. Um, and, you know, I sort of say Chamberlain is going to be back at some point. They, Milner, again, is just an unbelievable talented player that you can play anywhere across that uh, midfield or potentially back line. Um, I think that just helps so much, especially in this season where there's going to be so many games packed in towards the back end. Um, Liverpool got it all going
0: for them. They've got, and they've got match
1: winners all over the
0: pitch. Yeah, I was going to say, just yeah, that, I, I don't know what the weakness is with Liverpool anymore. <laughs> like we we kept saying, you know, injuries were going, that was going to do them in, sort of thing. But you've got people like Williams coming in, stepping in, and just just again looking very at ease in the biggest game of his life. It, just, just incredible. I, I haven't got much more to say about Liverpool because they were just not perfect. I thought last night. Um, and again, shout out to Curtis Jones. He's growing each week, and that's and a big show of faith to put Curtis Jones in there ahead of Nabi Cater, who was obviously a big money sign in. He's probably grown into it a little bit more, House um, Cater. But, but for, for Jones to leap ahead of him in, like, say, the most crucial game of the season, uh, there's, there's something in the Mersey water because they're bringing through a few cracking little talents. And you just think if, if each of them applies themselves in the same way that Henderson has throughout his career, you know maybe not being the, the top technical player, but just improving with every single season, if Curtis Jones can follow that same trajectory, I mean, this is not just a title win inside. This is a, this is a dynasty, it's an empire that they're, they're building in, in Merseyside.
1: You're not wrong, you're not wrong. He's at the right club. Um, he might never have to think about a transfer. Yeah, um, he, just, he can just <laughs> be there, get bigger and bigger contracts and, and keep, keep improving. Um, I really hope he does. And I hope Trent does. And all the young players have got coming in behind them. Because you see so many players drop off uh, and fall away. Um, but Liverpool does seem like the perfect place mm-hmm. for some of these players. And, and with a manager who, who trusts in talent
0: absolutely they're becoming a side who would be very difficult to leave I guess in previous years you would have said you know Mane would he go to Real Madrid or whatever it is but why would you leave Liverpool it's probably Liverpool maybe I I don't even know who (laughs) probably Liverpool are the team to go to in the world right now Barcelona not quite on there Bayern Munich always feels a little bit as, as incredible as they are feels a little bit out of the way maybe Bundesliga I don't know but um yeah, what a team, what a team! And then up next against Crystal Palace, um, who have informed Christian Benteke. Informed Christian Benteke suspended. Yeah, so... <laughs> but
1: um, I'm gonna before we move on past these, yeah, so... I can't not shout out Eze um, because he's come in uh, from QPR to that side and he's taken half of the creative burden off Wilfred Zaha. Um, he, he looks unbelievable um more than half of his passes i think in one of the other games the other day were to wilfred zaha um Mm. they just they want to find each other they know that they are the creative players yes you can have the likes of townsend and schlup around them but they haven't got quite the creativity of an Eze or a zaha but will do more of the hard work and the running and the and the tracking back but when you've got Eze and zaha you know, you can have Benteke or Jordan Ayo up top and be mm. winning games by scoring goals. Um, I think those two, brilliant.
0: Well, pairing. this is it, isn't it? We've been saying for so long that Crystal Palace need a striker to sort of force Zaha to feed, for Zaha to play with, to to take that load off Zaha. But if they've got Eze in there, like, like you say there, they almost don't need that new striker. If between Eze and Zaha, they can... Feed the likes of Benteke, feed the likes of Ayu, bachwai whoever it is. I mean, you can always do with a, a prolific goal scorer, but um, if they are supplying the goods, then I'm sure the other boys will be finishing them off. Uh, quick prediction for this one? <laughs> you just can't against Liverpool, can oh. you? You can't
1: predict. Maybe like a 3-1. Um, yeah, they'd still concede in a couple.
0: I'm going to go with a 2-0. That's a nice little win, isn't it? Quite, quite, quite safe. Uh, and moving on to the team Liverpool defeated. Uh, it was Spurs, and they're up against Leicester this weekend. Um, and that one is, I can't even check my notes. There they are. <laughs> it's a Sunday. It's a two fifteen kickoff on Sunday uh, on Sky Sports Premier League main event and now TV. Um, I, I posted last night actually on, on Twitter after after the game last night that. I actually thought they were a post width and a cane scuffed header away from a Mourinho masterclass for the ages. I thought, again, this is not going to go down well with the world because I feel like people sort of sometimes forget two teams can play very well and one of them still lose. But um, I thought they executed their game plan to perfection. Um, again, <laughs> again. <laughs> Almost, you know, almost, almost perfection. I hate saying that. But, you know, um, they, I mean, yeah, that, that Bourgeois shot, if that, that creeps in, you know, a few inches to the left, that's that's, that's their game plan sorted. If Kane hits that, that header, sorted. Bourgeois had another chance. Um, I just thought they did exactly what they intended to do at Anfield. Obviously, if, but finishing one of those chances, you, you can't legislate for, really. Um, I thought they were excellent. I don't know about you, but yeah.
1: Yeah, I think, I think Mourinho set them up in a way that he knows will win games. Um, and that's something Mourinho has always done. And people are calling it anti-football. And it, yeah. isn't, it isn't, isn't the sexy, sexy Liverpool football, is it? But it is a way that wins games. And at the end of the day, that's something Spurs could do with more of. You know, they were more sexy under Poch. But they didn't win any trophies. So now let's try being slightly less, more defensive, play on the counter attack, get Kane and Son in those positions that you need to. And, and they, are, they are doing well. They're shutting teams down, they're winning it. You know, it took Liverpool a set piece in the, the dying minute to, yeah. to beat them. Um, and that's the difference between Liverpool being top of the league and and you know level on points with Spurs. Um, they've they've got that midfield sorted. They've got those battlers in there. They've got Hoyberg and Sizoco mm. and Um Sometimes I think that they might struggle to chase games um, when they need to to break someone down. Um, it's it's slightly uh, different. They might need a more of a ball player if they can get Deli back in the side or, or, or Winks. Playing against someone who's a bit more more classy on the ball, but um, they're they're going to be right up there the whole season because Mourinho has made them um, a points machine.
0: Mm. I'd actually be leaving like you know finishing that game. I'm more convinced they're in a title race than than before it. Even though they've dropped a place, even though they've lost a game, Liverpool have won. I, mean, I still think Liverpool are the are the favourites. Um, you know they've they've been there, done that, got the got the winners' t shirts, so to speak. But um, Last night convinced me that Spurs actually can go toe-to-toe with, with like you say, they're probably the best team in the world, one of the best teams in the world. Uh, they've gone toe-to-toe with them in their own way, very much in their own way, um, but they can hold their own on that level. And I, I can see this Spurs team winning trophies. I can see that, I, I mean, I, they should be fully going for an FA Cup or just something. I, I think the FA Cup is a massive chance for them this year to... Maybe just shake that tag, the, the Spursy tag, off their backs. Um, I don't know whether you know something like getting through the rounds in that, or or whether it be the Champions League, whatever. Sorry, Europa. League. <laughs> there we go, Europa League. <laughs> um, just just getting through those rounds and winning one of those trophies, I think would just be a, it would it would help them immeasurably in the next few seasons. Just sort of, we've done this. We've shaken that off our back. The pressure is off in the next to an extent, uh, and they can just push on, keep going for it. Um, definitely I think impressive. I think that some of
1: those players will really thrive after that as well. I think mm. you know Kane deserves a big trophy. Yeah. He's you know yeah. an elite footballer, but he's got that mentality that when he wins one, it will only make him want the second one even more. Mm. Um, and I think you know it, it could be a bit of a snowball effect with Spurs if if it does start going right. If Mourinho doesn't Mourinho it in his third season. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah there's um, obviously th- yeah. third season Mourinho is is very much on the horizon. But yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, I think I think they and they deserve it too. Um, you know, I really want Kane to, to you know, lift a, a trophy because he's just so damn good to go through his career um, as an, as a nearly man for club and
0: and yet, I really want him to stay at Spurs as well. I want him to be a one... Uh, well, not a one-club man, because he's up against his former team today <laughs> or this weekend in Leicester. Uh, I saw that picture, actually, of, of Vardy and Kane as teammates in Leicester shirts, which was a bizarre experience.
1: Oh, it's um, on the bench.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's all the same, isn't it? It's why <laughs> who's this Harry Kane lad? Nah, don't
1: play these two. Nah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> what that non-league striker? What? Nah. Um uh, yeah, we have they're up against Leicester this weekend. Um bit of a funny team. They they seem to have a weird just off day every so often. They seem to be so good in so many games, and then again the other night they they lose 2-0 at home to to Everton. They just seem to have that bit of an off day. Uh, I mean, I'm still fully expecting them to be up in and around the Champions League picture uh, by the end of the season. But yeah, interesting team, are Leicester. I think it's fine
1: margins as well. I think the Everton game, losing 2-0 doesn't look good on paper. But um, it's fine margins. The Richarlison shot, um, Schmeichel was really disappointed not to save. And then Vardy had a chance uh, not long after that he really should have scored. Um, and if those two go the other way, then Leicester are one up and, and they've got the momentum and they're in the mm. ascendancy. And then, you know, the game finishes that way. They're top of the Premier League. Um, so it's, it's, it's a funny one. I think this will be a good period for Leicester to, to prove their... European title aspirations because the games are going to be so packed but they've got so many options going forward. Um, I know we've spoke about it quite a lot but kind of behind, say, Avardi, you've got um, Madders who will want to be on brilliant form for yeah. the Euros. And then you've got Chenzik Under, Harvey Barnes, Ayazi Perez, Dennis Pratt, Ihe Nacho my guy Mark Brighton, who is so <laughs> undervalued and so damn good. Um, <laughs> so they've just got a lot going for them um, and I, I think this this if they get this period right and they get a run of wins here um, I think they could be right up there
0: It's interesting as well actually you, you, you touched on it there but Madison, Harvey Barnes, the sort of players that we, we've talked about as being fringe, fringe of the England squad um, and yeah, maybe they've got a point to prove back end of the season, would they would they just go all out for it? I don't know. Would they try, you know, that shot from thirty yards when they probably wouldn't normally? Would they? Would they try to put their names in the headlines just to to get Gareth Southgate's attention? Uh, it'd be very interesting because, I mean, it, it can only be a good thing if those two guys are fit and firing. Um, we've seen Southgate as being willing to give Grealish the shot, and and Grealish seized it. Um, yeah, you wonder whether Madison and Barnes could have something to say about that for next season. But obviously, so many players in that position for England. Uh, it might be hard to pick between them. Um, prediction for this one, Spurs versus Leicester.
1: I think this is going to be tight. Um, I think Leicester are going are to want a point out of this, but I think Spurs, they do love nicking again, don't they? They do love nicking again. So I think 2-1 Spurs.
0: Go for a little, yes, I, I agree, 2-1, two 2-1. One, two one. Um, and we're moving on. So later on the evening on Sunday, uh, we have another the, the next instalment of Midlands derbies that aren't quite Midlands derbies. Uh, <laughs> West Brom versus Aston Villa, the 17, 7.15 kickoff on BT Sport. Um, West Brom, let's start with West Brom. They've pulled the trigger. Slavin Bilic has departed the club. And within an instant, they have smashed the glass and brought in sweet Prince Sam. Um, it's Fireman, been too long, Sam. Fireman <laughs> Sam is back in the game. And uh, and I, for one, cannot be happier. Um, we're starting billage a little bit, but um, it's, it's quite hard, isn't it, not being able to say goodbye. So You've worked that hard with West Brom to get them promoted, get them up to the top flight. You haven't had the fans in and then you've just sort of been dumped you've got you got your big draw against against man city and then you've just been let go it's it's quite a maybe not not a wrong firing not a wrong sacking but it feels a little bit tough
1: i think it's 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 a harsh sacking really we're quite early on into the season they're not exactly cut adrift they're not Sheffield united on one point um and it, they don't seem to have really backed um billich in the way that they um maybe should have in the summer they didn't really buy any, you know, top tier Premier League quality. Um, you look at their forward options, um, and they're playing Colin Grant, who I really like, but he was playing in League One quite recently, and then, you know, for a Huddersfield side that that haven't really done anything of late. Um, you've got Callum Robinson from Sheffield United, who's not prolific. You've got Charlie Austin, who's not the player that he once was. Um, you know, they haven't really backed him there. And then doing things like selling Higazi, um to Saudi Arabia 24 hours before West Brom went to Brighton. Um, and, you know, he was one of their, their key players. So um, I think uh, Bilic has been hard done by, obviously it won't affect him. He'll get another good job somewhere else. He's a, he's a top, top manager. Um, I think it's a bit harsh and a bit, a bit sad on um, West Brom's part, but um, you know, they've they've hired another manager who is full of experience and um, will do a job, in, and it's, it's harshly seen, I think, by some people. You might agree?
0: Absolutely, absolutely, and I'm glad we've come around to this. Um, no, I think, that, like like you said, I think West Brom, they're not cut adrift. They are still within two points, aren't they, of Fulham in 17th. Um, it's gonna be. There's gonna be a good team goes down this season. I was just looking at this and thinking, like, you know, Fulham are improving, Brighton are a good footballing side, Burnley. I mean, they're all they, all, they always start slowly and then and then pick it up. West Brom have now got Big Sam, Sheffield United. Arsenal, you I mean, know, Arsenal. I mean, you never know. <laughs> on the periphery. They're on the periphery. They actually are. You know, I'm not gonna. Uh, a yeah. couple more defeats and Fulham win a game, you know, could all be interesting. But let's let's hold that one until the new year. Um, but there's going to be a good team goes down this year. And I, I just think, I don't know. Yeah, I thought I, thought, I can see why they've got rid really of Billish. There feels like a little bit of, the, if you believe all the reports and the headlines, there feels like there's been a bit of tension. I know the have Higazi things sort of bubbled up a bit. So there has been a little bit of attention. You felt like you probably didn't have as much time as, you know, if things have been going swimmingly behind behind the scenes, they might be given a bit more time. Uh, but yes they brought in Mr Big Sam Allardyce, and I can't see anything other than them staying up right now. <laughs> we uh when when he came to Sunderland we were I mean, we were down and out, completely finished, looked looked gone and he just completely transformed us in the second half of that season. I think based on the second half of the season we would have been I think it was like 11th. I think that was the form he had us going in from from January onwards, uh, with a you know pretty pretty ragged squad. Made a couple of signings in January, and and that made all the difference. Actually, He brought two signings. He brought Lamine Kone and uh, Wabi Kazri, Brought them both in uh, for for fairly minimal money in in this market, and uh, just had us playing like a very well drilled, well organized team. Um, that's that's just what you'll do with West Brom. He'll just organise that defence. Organised is the word. That's, that's the word for Sam Allardyce. And forget this negative football thing, because we, genuinely, genuinely, we did not play negative football. He, uh, it, it's not always, like you say, it's not always tick attacker sort of passing it about in possession. It's direct, it is, but it's not ugly. It's, it's not ugly at all. It's, um, he will organise that defence. He will get them knowing their, their positions, their jobs. Ivanovic, he will love somebody like Ivanovic, like a big old leader at the back. We had Eunice Kabul at the back. So, you know, just if you just need a big, a big experienced man at the back, he's, he's your boy. Uh, and he did get a lot out of Kazri. Um, he, he got a lot out of those flairy players. So the likes of Pereira, the likes of Diangana. Uh I'd I wouldn't fret if I was them thinking, oh, they're gonna, he's going to replace me with a six foot five monster. Um, he does like a flair player. Uh, and obviously, we play with Defoe. We play with Defoe as a lone striker, so it's not just lump it to the big man. Um, you know, I I still think the likes. Of, I don't know what the situation is with Charlie Austin, but somebody like Charlie Austin, who is just a very good finisher, or was a very good finisher back in the day, I think he'll quite like that sort of player. And, and I think I don't know. I, I, ju- I just uh, maybe I'm being maybe I'm romanticising this too much, but I, I feel like West Brom have the ingredients that Sam will like, and and I can see them getting out of this one. But obviously, a lot of football still to play.
1: Uh, yeah, I think, I think people I think know. people forget how um, brilliant a job he did at Bolton and how progressive uh, the way he played, matching teams up. Um, he he's a tactical manager, um, and I, I think he he's got a harsh. Um, you know, rubber the green. So I'm glad that we're both uh, on his side somewhat. You know, he was England manager, um, you know, and you don't get to be England manager if you're not very good, even if it is only for 90 minutes. Um, so. there, is a,
0: there is a phrase that keeps coming around, which is basically, if only Roy Hodgson had beaten Iceland, because <laughs> a lot of Finland fans to this day blame Roy Hodgson not beating Iceland at Euro 2016 for the reason we are now in 2020 in League One ninth I believe we are at the moment because that that was the chain result the chain reaction if, if Hodgson had just beaten Iceland he probably still would have had the job Allardyce would have stayed we wouldn't have had Moyes we'd be fine but I've just got to let that one go <laughs> moving swiftly on um and yeah Aston Villa I, again they're, they're having a decent little season um Sort of mid table, they've only played 10 games, so they play a few games less than other teams around them. So, so they could actually, if they won those three games, they could be second, which is a bit of a mad, mad thought. Um, that is mad about the Premier League this year. I think yeah.
1: Man United are in a very similar position. You know, we've yeah. we, we've slagged Man United off, um, for their inconsistency, but win those games in hand they've got, and they're, they're straight back up there. Yeah, I'm um, to look at the
0: table yeah. now, they, they're unbeaten in the last five, they've won four of them. And they've only played 11 games. If they win those two, they go to... Yeah, they go to second. They go two points off Liverpool. Who knows? Who knows? Um, but yeah, decent little season from Aston Villa so far. Um, what are your predictions for this non-Midlands derby?
1: You want that bounce, don't you? You want that manager bounce. Um, and not just because I'd like some revenge for the 94th minute penalty... <laughs> Um, in the in the Villa Wolves game, but um, I'm, going, I'm going West Brom.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going one 0 Yeah, I'm going. i to agree. I hate agreeing with you, but I'm going to go for a one 0 <laughs> as well. Uh, let's go with that. Come on, Big Sam, do the biz. Do the biz. Uh, moving on to fantasy Premier League, and uh, I, I mean, your your message earlier didn't sound great. How's it going, pal? It's been it's been a torrid week. Um,
1: so far you know Salah's helped um, but uh, I went I went risky on my defense Um, so so in goal Matt Ryan didn't play brilliant good start Um, and then at the back I've gone double double Um, I've gone Chilwell Zuma Diaz Cancelo so uh, Chelsea (laughs) and Man City neither keeping a clean sheet Diaz scoring an own goal um, seven points for my back five currently um, is not the nicest, um, but uh, I'm, I'm smack bang on average uh, actually on the score uh, in the end because um, I've you know got that settled forward line. But youch, that hurt.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I've, I've well, my Spurs. My I have two Spurs. I've got Dyer and uh, and Larice, and um, Larice actually got five points even though he conceded twice and didn't get any bonus points, <laughs> he got You're five. Safe. Oh no, sorry. He got one bonus point, but he got three bonus points for, um, sorry, he got three save points because he made nine wow. saves last night. <laughs> so like, that'll do me fine. Um, yeah. I, my master stroke move this week was bringing in John stones. Strong shout, Michael. Uh, but yep. John stones did not play, got zero minutes. Um, but he will be subbed out for Mr. Pedro Neto, uh, who has nine points coming off the bench. So I'm quite happy today with that. Um, my slight annoyance is that I took out as soon as Danny Ings was fit again. He had an absolute whirlie of a second half uh, when he in his, his return, and uh, I put Danny Ings in for Shea Adams when actually Shea Adams just kept, you know, turning up supplying the goods. So a little bit, little bit uh, nursing my wounds from that one, but um, yes, yeah, all right. I just need Fernandez to have a big week. Uh, lots of people in no, the he's league.
1: my captain, yeah. yeah.
0: Lots of people went De Bruyne and Kane. Uh, a few people went Salah, but I went Fernandez. I think there's only one person above me in the league who who went for Fernandez as well. So big week from Fernandez, and I can go up from I think I'm about I'm sort of mid table, mid table, but I can go to the Champions League places. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully that works out. Um, any tips for us coming up, or or yeah? Well, um, are I, did you not my, here, um, I did
1: my I t- did my top last last uh, episode the uh, the Cookstone Cafu, Stuart Dallas, <laughs> and then he only got a uh, attacking Hall, there um, he is. <laughs> so um, I was proud of that one. But um, no, I am looking at defenders, um, and I, I'm I'm thinking about taking out um, Cancelo, getting a, a cheap 3.9 million pounds shove him to the back of your bench um, and get Larice in goal. Um, I think I think you've got a smart play there.
0: Yeah, I, I think just uh, Larice is one of those where you can just stick him in and just leave him there for the season pretty much. You know Spurs, how they play, how they line up. It's not a fluke that they're not conceding many goals. Um, I just think if you leave him in there, he will just slowly top them up. And and Dyer, I, I think he was 4.9 when I signed him up, so could be another shout if you're wanting to double up um but i think having one or two if you can get two this is my top tip not particularly a player but if you can get two uh two decent players for your bench i think that could be important over christmas obviously there's always a bit of rotation anyway let alone um this year of all years so i imagine there will be some pretty iffy lineups so if you've got a couple of bench players um to to come on let's like say or there um Doing the biz for me, so I think if you've got a couple of decent bench players, don't have to spend the, you know, don't have to cost the earth, but just a couple of players in there uh, might be quite a nice one. And we've also actually, we'll come to this more when the closer to the time. But there's a double game week coming up, so <laughs> they've they've announced um, they've announced the fixtures for January, and I think it's game week 18 will be half a game week, and then game week 19 will have. Fifteen games. Yeah, that's it. There'll be five games and fifteen games. Uh, so there's a few. T- there's not actually many like obvious, obvious, you know, cane against Sheffield United and West Brom at home. Um, but there are still some some tasty little matchups there. So we will come to double game week uh, when when we're close at the time. But for something to think about in advance. Um, now a quick a quick shout just before we leave you, um, Sebastian Haller. <laughs> Probably wasn't kiss. Nah. Nah, Probably wasn't the, the name you were expecting me to mention to wrap up the podcast. But Sebastian Haller, if you have not seen his goal last night, I mean, what have you been doing this morning? Um, absolutely <laughs> go and watch that goal. Overhead kick. A beauty. An absolute beauty. And that got us thinking. What are our, our favourite goals of the... of the Well, any, anywhere. Because I know you were mentioning as well about Murata with the exact opposite of a worldly goal.
1: Yeah, yeah. So in the same mould as Allaire's, Andy Carroll's overhead kick for West Ham. um, Absolute beauty. Um, Those two have been rolling around my brain this morning. But um, um, this is a great opportunity for me. Um, As a Wolves fan, I don't get to um, mention Nenad Milias on the pod very often. But (laughs) Nenad Milias, what a cannon he had in his boot. Um, and uh, just if you're out there, go and search for his goal against Bolton. It is a beautiful, swerving long-range strike. Um, and it was lovely to reminisce researching this for the pod. So, Nenad, mate, um, we miss you. You were great.
0: Um, <laughs> and I hope you're doing well. Wow. Wow. Um, did did, did Guardiora play for Wolves?
1: Adelaide yeah.
0: yes. Did he, play he, he, had a, he just popped into my head there. He had an absolute thunder, rock, worldy strike on him as well, didn't he?
1: He did, and he yeah. was so good. We were really sad when he left. Um, and he, oh. he did dot around, but, um, but
0: yeah. Sorry yeah, to rip up on those wounds.
1: <laughs> I I Midfielders <laughs> of the past. But, you know, Melias and Guardiola, I would still rather Neves and Matelja.
0: I have a few, uh, I have a few little worldies of my own to shout out here. I think I've mentioned Torres versus Blackburn before on the pod. Just Torres versus Blackburn. <laughs> just, just go and do it. Just go and do it. My, my Torres is my favourite player. Um, pro- pro- possibly, he's up there in like my top five players, sort of as a neutral. Um oh, definitely. I had Torres
1: part. on um, Football Manager for one year in oh. uh, when I was Celtic manager, and <laughs> yes. off, he scored like sixty goals a year, all Ooh. comps. It was it was a fine fine time.
0: Torres in the SPL. Yeah, <sighs> yeah, yep, I'm on board with that. Um, that that one against Blackburn is just sensational. But another couple I want to shout out: uh, Michael Essien against Arsenal, the sweetest of sweetest of sweetest strikes. It was sweet as sugar on a jelly baby's face. It was it was it was tremendous. Just the bend on it, the camera angle on it. Duh. get on it, get on it. Um, and also. If Johan Elmander against Wolves... Oh, please. ...2010, sorry, yeah. sorry to bring it up. He absolutely ruined the defender on that one. Um, oh, it's a delightful goal, but I've, it is painful. You I've
1: flipped it because I did Wolves against Bolton and you've done it, Bolton against Wolves.
0: Sorry, what can I say? It's, it's a fixture notorious for worldly strikes, clearly. Um, the Wolves versus Bolton thunder armour. Um, but Johan Almander against Wolves if Bergkamp had scored that goal I've, I've said this before and I'm, I stick by it if Bergkamp had scored that goal it would be the greatest goal in Premier League history hands down but I think because it was Johan Almander it didn't quite has, doesn't quite have the same reputation but my word Johan that was that was some strike and I I, I heartily endorse a little search for that um, and I just really want to end up by just saying Kevin Phillips just basically every Kevin Phillips goal for Sunderland was just <laughs> outstanding in the Premier League. Um, he scored one against Newcastle, the one in the rain, as we refer to it. It's just truly iconic. You might have seen it uh, in 1999. Um, a little little iconic curler over the goalkeeper. Uh, I imagine you probably weren't born then. Uh, <laughs> I was, but um, I think we were both quite young when that one went in. <laughs> yeah. I remember being at the State of the Light watching that. Um, it, so it was it was at St James's Park. It was monsoon season. I mean, water splashing up off the turf. And uh, I was at the Stadium of Light. They had about 15,000 Southern fans watching a big screen on the pitch. And um, in both of the main stands, just absolutely losing your minds. One of my first ever games that. And... Uh, that goal just forever in the memory so go and watch it kevin phillips newcastle 1999 Uh, and if you're a newcastle fan i really hope you enjoy it (laughs) Um, and moving on what is coming up in match of the day magazine this week mr wilson
1: It's a great mag on the shelves right now. I shouted it last week. It's still out. It is our 100 Best Players in the World special. Not one to miss, Michael. Um, And while I'm here, mate, we've got some wicked YouTube stuff going on at the moment and over Christmas. So if you're you're bored, don't want to speak to, to your relatives on Zoom anymore, go on BBC Match of the Day magazine's YouTube and have some fun.
0: I don't really want to speak to you on Zoom
1: anymore. Oh, we won't then. That's
0: it then. I'm done. <laughs> Bye. Mate. And actually, on that note, we may be done for Christmas. We uh, we might have a little Christmas special treat for you all next week, but we'll uh, we'll keep that close to our chest for now. Um, but if we if we don't speak to you next week, speak to you. Is that? definitely feel like we're shouting into the void here. Um, but uh, have a very, very merry and a very safe Christmas. Uh, we're hopefully back with a pod next week at Christmas Special. Um, and also so a little bit of news, a little bit of news. Uh, the Radio Times Sport Twitter account is almost up and running. Uh, we, we've booked a little slot on the interweb, uh, so you'll be able to see a bit more from us a bit more from us we're growing this thing you know uh so come to at radio times sport and that will soon be up and running over the festive period um and yeah let's we'll start to have a bit more interaction we can do that we can do that we'd love to we'd love to hear from you we'd love to hear if you're out there uh but yes in the meantime have a very merry christmas and uh we'll speak to you very soon cheers